Welcome to Draft the Universe, the Nerdfight Royal Rumble. In this podcast, we choose a topic, draft our favorites, and then battle head-to-head on unexpected criteria to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. On today's episode, we're going to be drafting and talking about our favorite cover songs. I'm Jafer. I'm Chris. Why? Why? <laughs> I, are we not doing voices? No! Yes, doing voices, no. <laughs> and I'm Benjamin, we're going to draft our favorite cover songs. Chris tries an unexpected gambit. Jafer teaches us all about the benefits of Aretha Franklin, the superhero. And Ben, for some reason, didn't draft Kelly Clarkson? I wanted to. I really did. Did not see that coming. That was weird. This game is played in three phases. The first phase is the draft, where each of us are going to select our five favorite cover songs. Like action figures. And then we make the action figures fight in a series of debates based on randomly selected criteria. And the top two from those debates go on to the final, where they compete for nerd supremacy. Now it's time for the first phase, the draft. How this is going to work is we are going to determine the first pick here. This is our first episode, so we're going to take turns rolling a oversized 20-sided die. It is big. It's a big dice. It is approximately small child fist-sized. Yep. Um, and he, whoever he, he should know, he is an avid collector of small child's fists. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and roll. Highest goes first. All right. All right. Oh, and that's a nineteen. One. It's a one. It's oh, a, it's a nineteen. It's a nineteen. On, it's nineteen. <laughs> I'm feeling good about that. All right. Seventeen. Seventeen. I am in trouble. 20! Oh, no! Mm. All right, so draft order will be Ben, and then myself, and then Chris. We are doing this in a serpentine draft order, so Ben will have one pick, I'll have a pick, Chris will have two, I'll pick, Ben will have two, so on down the line until we all have five picks. I was actually hoping to go last, if that sounds a little strange. No, no, third picks. I like I like the idea of being able to feel out your guys's um, picks before we go forward with it. I can make some like some tactical decisions. I can yeah. I can adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only have the presumption of what you'll draft. Yes, and I can assure you, you have no idea. Oh, all right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and close off the booth, and we're each going to take a turn. Uh, in secrecy from the others to describe our draft strategy. Oh, it should have it, this should have a name. Like yeah. The and now are... we go to the strategy corner. Okay. So first place in the draft, that means I'm gonna be able to definitely get something. But then there's gonna be four picks before I can go again. That'll be, I don't know, my strategy here. I've got some some of the critically acclaimed best cover songs. I think my first one, I'm going to go Hurt Johnny Cash. 
but I know Chris Jaffer and I, we share a lot of musical taste, but we also uh, have places where we diverge pretty radically. So my thought is pick the stuff I know they're also going to think of first before going into my stuff that I'm doubting they've even considered. Uh, I've got some, some fun dark horse picks, uh, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. Uh, so starting with, uh, the universally known, universally adored, um, and then sliding into stuff that they will not have thought of. My general pick strategy comes from my first criteria, which cover has completely eclipsed the original. I tried to pick songs most people don't know are covers. Um, there's a strong chance I'm going to take Superstition by Stevie Wonder as my first pick. Um, it's the best one on my list. I'm thinking about maybe holding it till second because I don't think anyone knows it's a cover and it's going to be a big win for me if I get it. It depends a lot on my pick order. I'm second, so that means I could hold off on it and uh, probably get it at the fifth pick pretty good. Um, I'm probably going to have to fight for it. Um, Jeff Beck wrote that song. Stevie Wonder then added a little bit to it, so he does technically have a songwriting credit. Jeff Beck recorded his version first, um, but Stu uh, Stevie Wonder's was released first because of uh, Motown. Um, some other picks I have on my list are... Uh, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is a song most people don't know as a cover. Respect by Aretha Franklin is on my list. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Um, I'm probably going to go with my second pick, The Man Who Sold the World um, from Nirvana. I think that is a stereotypical pick for me because I love David Bowie. They know I love David Bowie, and they'd be expecting that from me. So if I do that, that will give me more leeway for the surprise picks. Alright, it's Chris. Um, I'm going to make this pretty quick. My strategy is something that I would like to refer to very lovingly as um, the Joe Cocker Gambit. Um, I don't think I need to go into much more detail than that. You'll be seeing pretty shortly what I'm talking about. So I'll see you in the draft. Alright, so we have all exited the strategy booth. And as you can tell by the rustling of papers, we are getting ready to announce our draft picks. Okay, let's get this started. Ben, you've got first pick. Yes, I do. Alright. Okay, so with the first pick, I know there's some top tier stuff that's going to be gone by the time it gets back to me, so I gotta go in strong. Everybody knew it was going to be the first pick. Hurt by Johnny Cash. Ooh. Good call. Good call. Good call. Excellent. All right. Um, I've got the second pick overall, and this is a real easy one for me. The Man Who Sold the World, Nirvana covering David Bowie. Yeah, yeah I could have guessed that one. That's a good one. See, I would have thought you have David Bowie on such a high pedestal, nobody's covers are good enough. Um, yeah. I actually, have... I will address that oh, okay. when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm going to go for um, a, a magical song that you might have heard um, 
from from a, a much better era, perhaps like a, a golden golden age, maybe the golden years, um, with a little help from my friends by the immortal Joe Cocker. Oh, and Ben really wanted that one. <laughs> I had that on my list, too, yeah. to be fair. Um, that's It's a really good cover. Now, you also get the fourth pick. I also get the fourth pick. Um, yeah, and that's going to be She Came In Through the Bathroom Window by, that's right, Joe Cocker. I'm off of his, a theme. <laughs> off, of his, off of his 1969 album, Joe Cocker, with an apostrophe point after it. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Joe Cocker just covers a bunch of Beatles songs. I mean, is if you're going to cover, album? cover the best. Yep, that's fair. Um, Joe Cocker has made a career out of covering the best. So Okay, well, I've got the next pick here. And I'm going to pick probably one of the greatest covers, if not the greatest cover of all time, that you did not know was a cover. And that is Stevie Wonder's Superstition. Oh. Ooh, I've, I, I researched this. We're going to have some discussion now. That's fine. Um, so everything I read was that Jeff Buckley wrote it. Beck. Jeff, Jeff Beck. Beck. Yeah. Jeff Beck wrote it, sorry. Um, and then recorded it with Stevie first. And then Stevie has a songwriting credit on it. And he, they did jam, and he did write the piano variation of it but the guitar lick and a good chunk of the lyrics were already written beforehand jeff beck recorded his after but was going to release his first but then barry gordon the motown guy yeah. right yeah, right? barry gordon barry gordon gordy Gor barry gord the baron gordy baron gordy no. <laughs> barry gordy barry gordy got involved and delayed Jeff Beck's release of it so that it came out the year after to save the hit for Stevie. So here is where you're wrong about that. Uh, Stevie Wonder wrote it for Jeff Beck, thought it was a good song, and then jumped ahead of Jeff Beck. That is completely different than everything I read about it. It's literally the first paragraph on Wikipedia about it. Superstition Did you is edit is a, the Wikipedia page <laughs> Super, Superstition is a song by American singer-songwriter Stevie Wonder. Um, what are the songwriters credits listed as? Songwriters, Stevie Wonder. Just Stevie Wonder? Just Stevie Wonder. Um, Jeff Beck was an admir ad admirer of Wonder's music, and Wonder was informed of this prior to the talking book. At the point, he was virtually playing all the instruments, Wonder, blah, blah, blah. An agreement was quickly made for Beck to become involved in the sessions that became the talking book album in return for wonder writing him a song in between the album sessions beck came up with the opening drum beat when wonder heard the beat being played he told beck to keep playing while he improvised over top of it wonder ended up improvising most of the song that is different than what i read i read a i believe it was rolling stone article that was basically the reverse of that that beck had written it and then stevie came on up afterwards well i mean we're pitting rolling stone up against wikipedia like i'd go with rolling stone but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a wash it's but... kind of a wash i mean if it's gonna be a thing i'll pick again if we want to disqualify it for everyone and say it doesn't count i will pick again because we've mm -hmm. got conflicting sources of information 
Um, you could choose uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's cover of Superstition. I mean, if we're not going to count Stevie Wonder's version, I could take Jeff Beck's version. Yes. Which is glorious. I, I, honestly, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it seems like, at least from my um, my research, because I, I honestly looked into choosing it as well, it seems like Stevie Wonder is the primary credited songwriter on it. Um, so you could choose Jeff Beck's version. Have you heard it? I have, yeah, I listened is, to everything. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. It's like, um, you didn't think that Superstition could rock that well, so. It, but it does. Um, I'm okay with disqualifying it under the grounds that the one credited songwriter on Wikipedia is Stevie Wonder. I know that that's iffy because it's Wikipedia, uh, but the fact that Jeff Beck's name isn't even on there is, is concerning. Is yeah. concerning. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, here's what I would say, and this might be important for a precedent. Um, if if it if it was written by Jeff Beck, it was also co-written by Stevie Wonder, which makes Stevie Wonder's version of it kind of just his own version instead it's of a cover. Instead of a cover, doesn't count as a cover. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, I I don't mean to like rain all over your very second pick of the draft, but no, nope, nope, that's fine. It just so I, happened that I I did some research on. I, that I knew this was going to happen. Um, I was prepared for this argument, but we'll go with Wikipedia. Um, for the second pick of the draft. My second pick of the draft, rather. I'm going to take House of the Rising Sun by The Animals. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Excellent. I did not know that one was a, was a cover. It's actually a folk song. Ah. Um, the earliest known recovering of, recording of it is Tom Clarence Ashley from, I believe, 1928, but I would have to double-check that. When a song goes back that far, you can pretty much take any version of it because it, it probably oh, no. wasn't yeah. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Okay. Honestly, didn't think this would still be on the table when it got to me, but uh, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Mm, good pick. Uh, good pick. <laughs> I thought that was going out in the first round. I honestly, I, I considered um, a, 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 a controversial pick of choosing Bob Dylan covering Jimi Hendrix covering Bob Dylan, <laughs> um, because because Bob Dylan changed his version of the song as he performed it live after Jimi Hendrix, of yes. course, did that seminal version. Good mm -hmm. pick. Yeah. Which actually also happened with The Man Who Sold the World. Ah. David Bowie changed his version in 1995. Uh, Brian Eno came on and they redid it. Wow. The more you know. Yeah. Who knew that you would learn so much from a nerd drafting podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, so starting round three, uh, we're switching into stuff that uh, either I know is on your list, or do I switch into stuff that I, I'm guessing you guys haven't thought about. Uh, I'm gonna pull the trigger and go on uh, on the first part. Maybe screw you guys over a little bit and go with "Feeling Good" by Muse. Good pick. Good pick. That was on my list. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know that there was a, a version of that done by a certain um chain smoking british legend um but but yeah good a good pick nonetheless it's a great song yep all right uh for my third round pick i'm going to take natalie and is torn i'm torn over that pick over that pick yeah it's a good pick <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm yeah. torn over that pun oh <laughs> <laughs> of everyone on planet earth who can complain about a pun sir um, yeah, so for my, uh, third pick, I'm going to go with, um, something by... By Joe Cocker. Do God damn it! <laughs> this, this is the second time we recorded that, and you still jumped on my goddamn bit, Ben! <laughs> 
It was not Joe Cocker. It was John Robert Cocker, Order of the British Empire. Get your facts straight, son. <laughs> Something as as originally written by the Beatles, of course, uh, by Joe Cocker off the 1969 album Joe Cocker! Exclamation <clears> point. <throat> um, and for my second uh, pick, so uh, fourth round, second fourth yeah, round, fourth round. Um, I'm going to choose. Um, uh, mix it up a little bit. No, I'll, I'll, I'll wait to mix it up. Uh, Let It Be by John Robert Cocker, Order of the <laughs> British Empire, Ben. Order of the British Empire. That means he's a fucking knight. Or he's like a a, like a junior knight. Is that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he would be Sir. Yeah. He's, he's a junior knight, man. Like, um, yeah, Let It Be. Uh, and I'm going to Let It Be and hand it back to Jafar now. <laughs> So for my fourth round pick, I am also going to take the Ben screw it up strategy for someone else and take Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses. Ugh. Ooh. Why are you guys... Oh. Paul McCartney is a legend! Man, I was not going to take that one. I don't like that song at I, all. Yeah, it's... What? It's that nowhere near as good as the original. Guys, that song's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Okay, so it's back to me. Yep. This is interesting. You guys have not hit a single song off my list, and I'm freaking out. Because now we're getting into the points where, like, I had some sneaky big guns, but now I can't pick all of them. Um, okay, cool. Well, go for, yeah. I mean, go go Kelly Clarkson or go home, man. Yeah. Uh, it's it's time for that. It's time. Well, right this now, is fourth round. Right now, last pick in the fourth round, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Mm, good call. Good call. Yep. Excellent. And then uh, with the last pick in the fifth round, I'm going Total of the Clips of the Heart by the Dan Band. The Dan Band? I haven't heard of them. Have you seen the movie Old School? Yeah. I must have. They're the band from that. Total oh. fucking Eclipse of the Heart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a, okay, Ben. That's, well, a, that's a... Brave a, choice. Brave choice. That's a chin scratcher, ain't it? Um, okay. Uh, for my final pick, there's one cover that I'm surprised didn't go. It's iconic. It's probably the biggest cover of all time in music history. I don't know what else could possibly be a bigger cover than Aretha Franklin's Respect, originally recorded by Otis Redding. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Good one. Good one. Keeping it down with the Motown roots. I like it. <clears throat> Um, for my, uh, last, uh, and I, I will echo the sentiments, uh, that, that you, you fellas have, uh, have issued forth. I'm surprised that nobody, uh, drafted anything on my list. Um, so I am gonna, I am gonna mix it up for the last one. Um, uh, there was a movie called Across the Universe, if you're familiar with it, mm -hmm. uh, that featured, um, John Robert Cocker, Order of the British Empire, performing Come Together, in which he plays no fewer than three roles. A hobo, a pimp, and a long-haired hippie, which are acting as kind of like people covers. So so it's a it's a it's a cover in a movie filled with covers where he covers or acts as other people. So yeah. Thank you for not picking the terrible version of I Am the Walrus from across the universe. Well, Joe Cocker oh, did not do that one, no, so... He did. He didn't. Yeah, no. there, there's an, a middle chunk of that movie that is just unwatchable. Wow. It's, it's pretty bad. I got my, like, my dream slate 
here. Yeah. Yeah. No one. No one. Re- I actually had, with a little help from my friends, as like my possible number two pick written down. See, I didn't because I very much prefer the Beatles version. Yeah, the the Beatles do a very good version of that song. Probably the best. We will talk we will about discuss. that. We will yeah, discuss that certainly later. We will. Uh, do we um, want to move into our honorable mentions? Yes, yeah, so now what we're going to do is we're going to have, we're each going to have an honorable mention. This is something that we found in our research that is a story worth telling, but we couldn't draft it because it's just either a bad pick, it's just a horrendous song, it won't win anything, mm-hmm. or it doesn't quite count. Uh, so, uh, Ben, you had first pick if you want to give us your honorable mention. Well, my honorable mention, it's... These are weird because these are things that I planned on picking. Uh, I assumed I was going to lose out on a few of these these choices, and I was ready to you know to roll with them. Uh, but for mine, I'm going to go with "I Will Survive" by Cake. Mm, that's uh, good. It's a great song. Uh, I mean, the original is also fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you get down into the weeds there of which one's better, which one do you prefer. So, it's but, not really a down into the weeds which one's better thing. And I like Cake, and I don't like that cover. But I mean, I, I do, I just, I enjoy that cover very, very much. Sure. Right. Jafar. My honorable mention is I'm a Believer by the Monkees. <laughs> what? Uh, it's actually originally an unreleased Neil Diamond song. True story. <laughs> Neil Diamond wrote that song, recorded huh. it, didn't release it, and then uh, the studio, either, I don't know if it was the same studio, gave it to the monkeys, or if they bought it for the monkeys, like happened with a bunch of their music. Hmm. Uh, so that was, the, yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? <laughs> now I am a believer. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense when you think about it. Is there the some song. shades of Bob Dylan in there? Yeah, I might have a very bad, okay, throw shade on me for having a really bad Neil Diamond impression. Shit, 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 shit. Shade has been thrown. Uh, I got a, I got a couple of quick ones to mention. Um, uh, How many more Joe Cocker covers are there? <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, I had a backup Joe Cocker pick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that, that was um, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away by Joe Cocker off the 1999, al- 1991 album uh, Night Calls. Uh, but to be honest, it was a pretty weak pick. No, um, uh, one of my... Uh, one of my tactical alternatives, as I have written down, uh, was um, the entirety of Hamilton and American Musical, being that it is an accurate cover of historical events that happened exactly as is depicted. Uh, definitely exactly. No yes. chance it was any different at all. <laughs> um, and to be honest, now that you have, guys have agreed with me, I'm kind of a little disappointed that I threw away my shot on getting that in the draft. And you're done. Okay. Uh, right. Also, I feel it's important to point out, we did have a discussion beforehand about the validity of uh, Wagon Wheel by Old Crow Medicine Show. Uh, <laughs> it's a song that's near and dear to all of us. Yes, we yeah. love that song. The chorus was originally written, recorded, and released as a bootleg by Bob Dylan. They added in the verses. Now, the entirety of Bob Dylan's version of Wagon Wheel is inside the the Old Crow Medicine Show version. Yeah. But they added so much to it. They both share songwriting credits on it. We decided to preemptively yeah. say it doesn't count. Who knew that nerds could get so pedantic about something in which strict definitions are difficult to achieve? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's half the fun. So my actual honorable mention is uh, Wild Wild West by Will Smith, which most people will understand. Not exactly a cover. Um, and I want to. I kind of want to give a shout out to the entire genre of hip-hop, which kind of by its nature was excluded from this draft. Um, but that has a very strong culture of uh, sampling. Um, Wild Wild West by 
Will Smith, um, samples and also features the original artist of a <laughs> of a song called Wild Wild West by Cool Modi. Mm-hmm. Um, it that song is using the same sample as another song from the '80s, um, also called Wild Wild West by the Escape Club. Uh, it's like the gunshot. Um, Wild Wild West by Cool Modi uses itself a sample called Space Cowboy for ex- extra points to keep it in the family. And of course, the whole song is set to I Wish by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh, as deep a rabbit hole of um, sampling that I found. So honorable mention to Wild Wild West. So we are going to go ahead and get all of our criteria ready. Uh, we're going to put them into uh, Stevie Wonder's piano case and then draw them out randomly. I thought it was Joe... Joe. Uh, no, no. No, no, not Joe Cocker's guitar case. It wasn't Joe. It was Joe Cocker's uh, like bag full of cigarettes. I, I know <laughs> we wanted to get Carlos Santana's guitar case, yeah. but we were worried he was going to do a collaboration with us if he saw us. Ah, that's true. Yes. Okay, yes. so that's why we didn't get Yeah, that's why we didn't go with Santana. Joe Cocker smoked... 40 cigarettes a day until the day he died. Just saying that. Um. So we have Joe Cocker's Santa-like bag of cigarettes, and we're going to be drawing the criteria out of there. Each of us have submitted seven criteria into this pool. We're going to draw two, then have our initial debate, and if a tiebreaker is needed, we will draw an additional out. So we will get to know two of the three possible criteria before we pick the song that we will be using in our debates. The first match is Ben and myself. Chris, mm-hmm. if you could draw the criteria out of the Santa bag. All right. Oh, the uh, it's a rich scent coming out of here. Yeah, um, I'm sure. First criteria. <clears throat> Your cover songs are the last two contestants on The Bachelor. Who gets the rose? All right. And I, then I wrote that one. That was it's a good criteria. And then the second criteria. And the second criteria. Also one of mine. You're stranded on a desert island. This is the only song on your Walkman. Who goes mad first? Okay. All right, I'm ready. So we have Who Goes Mad and the last two contestants on The Bachelor. Yep. All right. Ben? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, okay. coming out strong. I'm going to go with Natalie Imbruglia's Torn. Ooh. All right. Nice. Swinging for the for the heavens right out the gate. So we're, we're, we're all pretty familiar with these two songs. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't just take a break to listen to them off of the recording, so that way we would not get sued. No, that definitely um, didn't happen. So we're gonna, totally did. We're doing it all from memory. Um, um, our first question... Is the uh, Desert Island one? Was that one? Was that here? Yep. Yep. All right. You're stranded on a desert island. This is the only song in your Walkman. Who goes mad first? Um, I guess in order of draft pick, we'll start off with Ben. This is Jimi Hendrix, man. Like, there are more notes per capita in his songs. There is enough to dig into. There is enough to sate your uh, your interest and thirst. Uh, I People have been listening to this song non-stop since it came out that song i forgot existed so <laughs> i'm saying well that could just be your incredibly poor memory ben no it's also true uh maybe maybe your brain is torn it's possible yeah. but if if i'm on a desert island 
I am listening to a master of his craft perform one of his best songs. Okay. I agree completely. Uh, being which one of us goes crazy first, if I had to listen to these two songs on repeat for forever, Torn will make me crazier before All Along the Watchtower does. Oh. Well, that's interesting. That is not... Okay. Just, that, that is how it's worded, right? Yeah. This is the only song on your Walkman. Who goes mad first? Yeah. Who goes mad first? I, I surely would. Uh, uh, all along the Watchtower. Uh, okay, we're listening to it. We've, and, we've, uh, we've hit a bump in the road. <laughs> I've been, I have been hoisted by Chris's poor wording of a question. All right. Um... Okay. okay. Well, well, I don't know how to I don't know how to resolve this actually. I, I will concede his point. <laughs> you you wrote that question badly, and now I lose. Oh, man! I was. Yeah. Okay. We got, I guess we have to be more specific with our wording. Yeah. Off to a great start, guys. Okay. Huh. and that took all of a minute and a half. All right, number two will go in reverse order. Your cover songs are the last two contestants on The Bachelor. Who gets the rose? Meaning, who gets the rose wins. You yeah. want your song to, to get, get the, the rose. rose. You want your song to be the most romantic, to be the tender caress, to be what, since we're on The Bachelor, what that man is looking for in a woman. Mm-hmm. And that has to be Natalie Imbruglia's Torn. The song was literally in an episode of The Bachelor. Uh, Take a break for fact-checking, I guess? (laughs) Oh, let's not bother with that boring (laughs) bullshit. Okay. Um, I mean, the internet will know, I suppose. Okay. So, so you're. I'm assuming, to be perfectly honest, that it was in an episode of The Bachelor. However, it is such a perfect fit to be in an episode of The Bachelor. I would be shocked if it wasn't. Okay, so you're you're kind of uh, you're throwing a net out there, and you're yeah, hoping it's, it's just it's so thematically perfect to get the rose that it must have been used as a song in that regard. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. I'm guessing right here we are seeing how little. Jafar has seen The Bachelor. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, you don't want to be the wonderful, romantic uh, target of desire. You want to be the character. You want to be what the producers are looking for. You want to be above, beyond, different. Everyone can find somebody who's sweet and nice. Not everybody who can, can find somebody who is Jimi Hendrix shredding level of self-destructive and crazy, but crazy like a fox. You know that Jimi Hendrix and uh, All Along the Watchtower are going to be ratings gold. You don't let them not get the rose. And you know what? When that relationship fails, Jimi Hendrix's gold is headlining that next season of The Bachelorette. Man, I want to say that Jimi Hendrix probably could get gets kicked out of the house in the way in the, early way early you have not way seen early. the bachelor <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got no uh no problems with um ludicrous amounts of drug use as long as it's not on screen oh okay cool i mean he did put all of his acid under his headband i guess <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna give this one to ben actually um i i, I appreciate you casting that net i don't know if you caught any fish with it 
Um, but I think that um, probably the biggest uh, impediment to your song uh, winning The Bachelor is that um, it is, in fact, a song about a pretty poor relationship. <laughs> Shh, don't listen to the words. Listen to my heart. Okay. All right, tiebreaker. 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 Draw Let's another pick criteria. Another criteria. All right, and for the tiebreaker, which cover has more completely eclipsed the original? Ben, you have the floor. Okay. For so, the, for, let's acknowledge, let's acknowledge, for the third time. Yes. Yep. And I'm trying to be nice and not change my my initial go based on what I know Jafar is going to say. I'm trying to have some integrity here. It's a very integrity-filled room right now, also filled with strange electronic ghosts that are messing with our recording. Yep. Ben, go ahead. All right. So, Jimi Hendrix did such a great and amazing job on his cover that Bob Dylan changed how he performed it. He did something so good, so beyond, that the guy who's like, this is my brainchild, this is my thing, was decided, eh, he kind of did it better. And this is Bob Dylan, so you are improving on greatness. You are taking, you know, you are taking on the best. Well, depending on the decade, but in, in that particular decade, Bob Dylan was okay. He was good. <laughs> yeah. He was good. This yeah. is Bob Dylan in his prime. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't taken down, you know, modern Bob Dylan. This is taking down Bob Dylan at his Dylaniest. I think Bob Dylan has his own radio show. Is that right? So we're now officially competing with him, which means that we are going to get sued. So We were trying to avoid that. We were trying to avoid that, but first episode blues. Go ahead. Who did the original of All Along the Watchtower? That would be Bob Dylan. You know the answer to this question before Ben had to say anything. You knew the answer to that question three years ago. Who did the original version of Torn? That would be a weird 90s band that I do not know. Edna Snap. Say it again. Edna Snap. Ed, Edna Snap? Edna Snap did the first English version of Natalie and Brilli's Torn. And actually, their version was a cover. It was originally a Swedish song by Brandt, which is um, Danish for burned, to my knowledge of things. Burnt and torn, that sucks. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Natalie and Brilli's version so completely eclipses the original... Mm-hmm. that 95% of people who listen to that song are unaware it's a cover. Everyone who listens to All Along the Watchtower, at some point, if they listen to it semi-regularly, if it's a song that they enjoy, will know about Bob Dylan's version of that song. Mm-hmm. I didn't find out Natalie and Brulia's Torn was a cover until like two months ago. And I was in like my prime young listening to music age when Torn came out. Approximately 25 years ago? Exactly 20 years ago, 1997. 20 years ago. That was your prime. That was... When he was 30, when, yeah. When I was... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> There's the explicit rating. Um, okay. All um, Along the Watchtower, big song, important song, uh-huh. Natalie and Brulia is Torn, recognizes one of the first worldwide it's number one in the u.s for 11 weeks number two in the uk number one in canada number two in italy number one in belgium number two in australia number three in austria number one in spain number one in sweden 
single went gold or platinum in seven different countries. No one's heard of Edna Snap. Are we completely certain that Natalie Imbruglia did not murder Edna Snap <laughs> and take the song from them? I mean, because I can tell you one thing. I'm not. I'm, I'm fa- I am fairly certain that Jimi Hendrix did not murder Bob Dylan. That <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with the question. Completely I mean... eclipsed the original. I mean, Torn is still a popular song. It got covered by One Direction two years ago when they were still together. It got covered by Gogo Berdello last month. Like, this song is still being played, and they only play the Natalie and Brulia version because I promise, if you heard the Edna Step version, you would not recognize it. I think Jafer just made my point for me. People are now still covering this song. No one touches all along the Watchtower. I mean, Bob Dylan does. Yeah, and he does it (laughs) Jimi Hendrix's way. That is not making my point for you. Jimi Hendrix owns this song. This is, I mean, this is interesting. Um, And I'll I'll admit that... uh, these are two great songs, um, both of which are, uh, they're, they're right up there in terms of uh, people respecting the cover more than the original. Um, I mean, if you ask me which is a better song, All Along the Watchtower is a better song. <laughs> both the original and the cover. You know, I think... Um, not, I'm not going to take... That's not the question. Yeah, I, it's not on that criteria, but I think I am going to give it to All Along the Watchtower because... Of bullshit. Because Natalie Imbruglia had to overcome some band that nobody's ever heard of. Jimi Hendrix literally stole the song out of the hands of the gods. Bob Dylan, notable, uh, legendary songwriter. So, so Ben, congratulations. Right. You've won the first round. All right, Ben has won a victory, thus earning himself two points. But Jafer pushed it to a third question, which means he gets one point. Yep. Scores. They'll matter later. All right. All right. Next up is myself versus Chris. Okay. Drawing our two. All right. Careful. Like, breathe away from the the mouth of that bag first. Yeah. You don't want to breathe that in. Unfiltered. Okay. Uh, So, the first... Uh, first one is going to be Start a Riot with Your Cover Song. And number two, Ocean's 14, starring Your Cover Song. What's their role in the heist and who wins the Oscar? Okay. Um, I will go ahead and pick first, uh, since Ben did it last time to keep it fair. Um, I will go ahead and say House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. By? By, of course, John Robert Cocker, Order of the British Empire. So so, so shouldn't it be Sir John? Uh, I looked it up. He is an officer of the Order of the Excellent... uh, of the Excellent Order of the British Empire. Um, So he was that close. He was almost a knight. Okay. Not, not quite a night. Not quite a night. Not quite a night, Joe. But uh, but more than most people. Um, and also, he did all of this while smoking forty cigarettes a day, which is a feat. 
for somebody who doesn't do anything other than smoke 40 cigarettes a day. Okay, so we're starting the second match with Start a Riot Using Your Cover Song. Jafer, you go first. House of the Rising Sun, The Animals. This song was at the peak of the British Invasion. Recorded in 1964, released in 1965. It is the first non-Beatles song to hit number one that is considered part of the British Invasion. And these times were literally famous for their teenage lady riots. <laughs> on like, okay. the, on, like Ed Sullivan and stuff. Okay. Not the direction I was expecting you to take with that. Sure, teenage lady riots. I, I will grant you. I mean, I nothing. I, nothing yeah. starts a teenage lady riot like a a band full of dorky looking British dudes. I um, love that shit. But I mean, it still happens today with One Direction. So, but let's just say that. Um, let's say that for for instance, one of these these uh, teenage lady rioters comes in through the bathroom window, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she finds there. Um, a distinguished-looking, ruggedly handsome gentleman smoking like a chimney. What? Who is that? Oh, it's Cigarette Gollum Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying that um, Joe Cocker is going to attract an entirely different type of riot crew. Um, chimney sweeps. All chimney sweeps. Um, and those chimney sweeps, as has been shown throughout history... Pretty good, pretty good at murdering teenage ladies and stuffing them, them in ch- chimneys. So, uh, it took like a weird turn. It sounds like the end of a riot, <laughs> not, not, not starting one. <clears throat> yeah, hold on, real quick. Is that is that too weird? Because it's a it's thing. a little weird. That's like Decemberist. <laughs> it's a little Decemberist. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it's staying on the pod. But oh it's yeah, a little no. Decemberist. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a thing. Like okay, well. All I'm saying is, um, Joe Cocker, you know, just, just belting it, just like, like a fucking chainsaw through the most delicious sounding wood you've ever set, you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's yelling out that bathroom window. He's saying, come through, come, come, come through this bathroom window. The riot that's going to happen ain't going to be no little girls. It's going to be men. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking about... (laughs) The movement and the motion that starting a riot necessitates. Bob Dylan covered this song in 1962, two years before The Animals. Bob Dylan was in his car when he first heard this song and has gone on record of saying the energy of it literally made him jump out of his seat. Also, side note, Bob Dylan refuses to play his version of the song anymore because he considers The Animals' version so superior. Okay. Um, Joe Cocker is known for the energy, um, and, well, let's just call it unique physical presentation that he brings. Um, the man looks like he's having a seizure on stage. So I'm just going to say that... It's because he hasn't had oxygen. I'm going to say that the first time that he heard, uh, she came in through the bathroom window, he was probably mid-jump already. He was, he was already on top of that jumping game. So mid-riot, not start of a riot, <laughs> just to be clear. We're talking about we're talking about jumping at the moment of, of inspiration, of, of creation. And I'm just saying that Joe Cocker, 100% more spastic than Bob Dylan. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's fair. I've made, I, we've made our cases. Your cases have been made. Um, I'm going to say starting a riot, riots are by their very nature 
uh, energetic and uh, they're 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 marathons, not sprints. <laughs> and Mr. Cocker has put himself at a disadvantage by smoking forty cigarettes a day. Uh, he's not running no marathons. I, made... I'm giving that one to to fair. <laughs> He, he made it an awfully long time in a business that usually frowns upon excessive smoking. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, next question. Ocean's 14, starring your cover song. What's their role in the heist and who wins the Oscar? Okay. Chris. Um, well, this one is, uh, is, is pretty clear cut. Um, she came in through the bathroom window. We're talking about um, a... Uh, in the style of the uh, the Chinese acrobat of the originals, right? Um, except this time we have a. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't decide whether to go with Joe Cocker. Oh, go with Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> except this time we have, um, uh, you know, a chain smoking riot finisher, uh, John John Robert Cocker. Um, he's coming through the bathroom window. Um, didn't anybody tell her? Didn't anybody see? No, they didn't. He was in and he was gone before anybody even smelled the cigarette smoke. <laughs> House of the Rising Sun is literally about going to jail in a casino. Uh, uh, it's about uh, your father being a gambling man and you becoming a gambling man and spending, spending your life in sin and misery in the House of the Rising Sun. Uh, which is a casino. You end up in the ball and chain. Um, so, my guy, the House of the Rising Sun in Ocean's Fourteen, is the Fall Guy. He's Ooh. the he's the guy in the casino, who's there as the patsy, and gets caught so that George Clooney and the Chinese acrobat can successfully complete the heist. And House of the Rising Sun may be a wary man. And it was the ruin of many a poor boy. And God knows he's won. Uh, well, if I'm if I'm picking somebody to take on a heist, I'm taking somebody who's getting out. Uh, so I'm going with uh, <laughs> with came in through the bathroom you window. Don't want a fall guy? No, I you want somebody to, who's you want get, to risk getting caught afterwards? I want somebody going in and out clean. Alright. You need that distraction. That's all I'm saying. So we have gone one and one, so we're going into uh, the third the criteria. Tiebreaker. Okay. Which song could you best pull off at karaoke? That's an interesting one. I don't know, Chris, how many packs a day do you smoke? Is the answer less than two? <laughs> well, it's cumulative, so you can catch up, you know. Um, <laughs> no one's catching up to Joe, to Joe Cocker. Cocker. No one's catching up. Well, the no point... one's going to have that chimney voice like him, except sweet, him. sweet chimney voice. I don't know. I don't know of another soul alive. <laughs> Maybe Doctor Mrs. The Girlfriend could catch up with him. But who was going first on this one? Uh, Jafar, you were going first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. Th I'm gonna go on the offensive here. Uh, I don't think it's possible to do any Joe Cocker song justice without smoking that much. Um, I just I don't I don't see how this is a question. All right, Chris, rebuttal. I think that it's a pretty flimsy uh, flimsy ground to stand on because uh, challenge accepted. I'll get on that. We'll see. Chris, we love you. Don't don't don't, don't start do smoking. <laughs> um, I think that there's if there's one thing that people respect in karaoke, uh, 
It's that uh, you really put your heart and soul into it. And man, does Joe Cocker's version give you something to put <laughs> to put some heart and soul behind. You know, that just like, she came in through the bathroom window. I would agree. I haven't, um, I haven't smoked a lot of cigarettes yet, so that's just a preview. Okay. It's not the, uh, not the final. I mean, what is a cover but a mastered version of a karaoke song? Um, House of the Rising Sun has been covered again and again and again, so much so that basically famous professional artists want to do it as karaoke constantly. My only rebuttal is that Joe Cocker essentially made his entire career as a professional karaoke singer. Well, the, the, the point of this question was, which one would you guys do the best as? And I, I appreciate your soul, but I think there's only one of these songs that you could probably find at any karaoke bar. And that is House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. I don't think their Joe Cocker list goes that deep. Well, it should. They should add some, um, you know... Especially if it's one of those locales that uh, it used to be like a smoking bar, and so that that yellow, you know, film is still on everything. You can still smell it. You know, the it's, go- it's in the carpet. The ghost of Joe Cocker is <laughs> it, it's already in those places. He so, loves the Jodies. You know, yeah. That's, nobody's gonna get that. <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. All right. So that is a victory for me, but it was a tiebreaker, so I get two points, bringing me to three. And Chris gets one point. Ooh, and we are headed uh, solidly towards one of the few outcomes that we uh, are not entirely prepared for, which is the eventuality that there is a tie. Um, I mean, we are prepared. We are prepared. We have the coin. The The coin. coin. It is a uh, 1976 uh, bicentennial... Uh, Eisenhower silver dollar. Ooh, it's rather weighty. Okay, Ben, it's, yeah. It's a nice give, thud. You want to give it a thud? Just a test drive? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you can knock somebody out with that one. <laughs> totally. All right. Chris and Ben, you All are right. next up, so let me reach into the Santa bag here and draw two criteria. All right. The first criteria is which cover is more timeless. The second criteria is what song was voted most likely to succeed in high school? So first, which cover is more timeless? Second, who was voted most likely to succeed? Chris, you will announce your pick first. I'm going to go with uh, Top of the Order um, with a little help from my friends. Mm. All right. And I will go with I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Okay. So, first criteria, which cover is more timeless? Chris, start us off. Um, I'm going to have to take you back in time to, uh, you know, a, <laughs> to a time when uh, nerds with thick glasses got to be on TV um, when they were celebrated. The golden years, of course, is what I'm referring to. What's the theme song to that? The Wonder Years? The Wonder Years is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I made a joke about that earlier. I didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't remember. <laughs> um, what's, the name of, what's the name of the boy from that one? He was in uh, a later. It wasn't, it wasn't Neil Patrick Harris. That's Doogie Howser. It was uh, the kid from Boy Meets World. No. No. No? No. no that, that's, that you're confusing Ben Savage and Fred Savage right now. 
Oh, that's a real. <laughs> it's a real are they difficult. Brothers? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they are 100% brothers. Are we sure about that? I am checking right now. Ah, the breath of human knowledge in your pocket. <laughs> oh, what was our question again? <laughs> Which cover is more timeless? More timeless. Um, so, uh, so Joe Cocker's, with a little help from my friends, uh, he debuted it on the stage at Woodstock. Uh, yeah, that's... It wasn't... It wasn't it wasn't a terribly long time uh, in between the original release of the song um, and, and this version of it. Um, everybody in the crowd knew the words to it. It was a Beatles song. It was iconic. Um, and nobody would have expected that somebody like Joe Cocker would get up on the stage at Woodstock and essentially outdo the Beatles at their own song um, in a timeless classic that has since been able to... Uh, <laughs> to relay the the emotion and the the uh, the ambiance of the uh, late fifties, early sixties, um, of the summer of love, um, uh, and it still is perfectly at home today on the radio in a car commercial. It has thoroughly saturated our culture. All right. Uh, yes, Ben Savage is Fred Savage's younger brother. I knew it. Good to know. Yep. Okay. We're gonna. That's a. That's the beginning of a very long-running segment where Chris messes up uh, the name of something or the name of somebody, but you all know what he meant, anyways. <laughs> um. Okay. Gordon uh, Barry. Get the question again. Uh, which cover is more timeless? Timeless. Mm -hmm. All right. I can understand losing that in that kerfuffle of a speech. Yeah. Okay. As long as there is rock and roll or rock and roll retrospectives, I Love Rock and Roll will be the song that plays under the title sequence. In a hundred years, when we are doing uh, uh, documentaries about the phenomenon that was rock and roll, It'll be to Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. When uh, Ken Burns Third makes his iconic rock and roll documentary miniseries on PB Space. Uh, P wait, PB Space? Yeah, it's PBS, but in space. Wouldn't that be Space PBS? Uh, that's a little too clunky, don't you? PB Space has a nice roll to it. This sounds like peanut butter space, which is good. But okay. It's public broadcasting space. Okay, got it. Oh, okay, uh, continue. Ken Burns III will, under each slow pan sepia tone of... Uh, you still good? Of uh, an 8-track in motion. What voice are you going to hear? You are going to hear Joan Jett. I love rock and roll. Over every credit sequence. Theme song by Joan Jett. Joan Jett you, is rock and roll. You've, you've made your point. Any rebuttal? Um, I, I mean, the premise that Ben has, has had to uh, construct in order to establish the usage of this song in a PBS uh, space documentary uh, is rebuttal enough. I mean, I could say the same for you claiming Joe Cocker's version is better than the Beatles. Ben gets the point. 
That's the only criteria? I mean, that's all you need. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, Ben makes a valid point. We will be hearing Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll whenever anyone talks about rock and roll in any form of retrospective for the next hundred years. I think that Bob Seger's uh, um, old-time rock and roll is more likely. But Then you should have drafted that. <laughs> that's not a cover. <laughs> Hush. All right, next question. Who was which song was voted most likely to succeed in high school? Ben, you have the floor. I think Joan Jett's "I Love Rock and Roll" was voted most likely to succeed, and then dropped out of college almost immediately, and everybody was like super disappointed. Like, I thought I thought "I Love Rock and Roll" was going somewhere. Now they're just hanging out in weird dive bars, picking up on uh, you know high school kids, but then suddenly that band that they said they were getting together actually does take off and everybody's like okay well i'm glad you didn't go get a an associate's degree in accounting you're touring stadiums you're headlining festivals your i love rock and roll we didn't think you were going to succeed this way but damn you you outshined our dreams chris what would you do if i sang out of tune would you stand up and walk out on me? Probably not. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. I appreciate that. Oh, baby, I get by, ah, with a little help from my friends. High school is about friends. How do you become the most likely to succeed in high school? You have the support of all of your friends, including the cigarette-smelling janitor, John Robert Cocker. I rest my case. Any rebuttal? My rebuttal is, it's not most likely to have a close-knit group of team. It's most likely to succeed. You're looking for the winner. The one who's out ahead of the crowd. The one who is setting the standard. I mean, Joan Jett had to include rock and roll in the song to let people know that it was a rock and roll song. And she goes, she's, she's singing, I love rock and roll, so put another dime in the jukebox. She's, she's written a rock song that is ostensibly at a kindergarten level. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> Winnie Hooper wins it, man. Point goes to Chris. Winnie Cooper? Cooper, not Hooper. <laughs> Cooper. Cooper. Gwen Cooper. Gwen Cooper. Cooper. Oh, there we go. Boy. There's an inside joke. <laughs> uh, okay. We call that a two-percenter. The tiebreaker criteria is... When was the last time you listened to this song outside of the draft? Just state of time, frame, approximate. <clears throat> Who's going first? You are. Okay. Um, I mean, I heard it on the radio uh, in a store last week, which is kind of what chugged my mind to Joe Cocker. Um, also, when I stepped outside of an airport and got a nice, you know, wind of cigarette smoke. Um <laughs> Um, but, but before then, uh, I mean, one of my favorite films, we'll get around to this in a little bit, is uh, Across the Universe, which features, um, interestingly enough, a cover version of Joe Cocker's With a Little Help from My Friends. Um, and uh, I've, I mean, it's one of my favorite films of all time. So, um, I'll be honest, the last time I heard this song was when I was playing it in Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> which... My favorite memory, I was playing it at a, at a house, and one of my friends goes, 
you know, there are probably some people who are so, like, into this game they can play it without uh, looking at the screen. Like, how lame is that? To which my friend Matt turns around and plays I Love Rock and Roll without looking at the screen and just shamed my friend Colin. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is pretty clear-cut. Um, Chris, yeah. you, got, you gotta take this one. Um, thank you, thank the song, you. The song is still around. And and, um, and, and to be clear... Which gives Chris a victory and Ben a point, which puts us at a three-way tie, tie. with yep. three points apiece. To, and to be clear, um, just just for posterity's sake, that was a tough matchup. I, yes. do, I do love... I love rock and roll. Um, and I, I agree with most of your points on it, so uh, well fought, sir. Well fought. Yeah, I got my lampshade. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, so so we recorded uh, we recorded this in one chunk in one fell swoop, and it took us a long time, didn't it? Yeah, um, it it got pretty heated towards the end too. Um, but uh, we decided we're going to split it in two halves. So here we are, literally months later, uh, recording naturally as though we had just finished. We were tied, right? Tied. We were very tied. We were very we were tied. So tied. It's so close. We can't tell you who won, but you should definitely listen on uh, and and enjoy the next episode of our podcast. So we will see you next week when we finish up cover songs. Many thanks to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. Check them out at Bandcamp or wherever you find your music. And if you have any suggestions for future criteria or uh, topics for us to debate, shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at DraftTheVerse and join the discussion. Bye! Hey, Internet. So my plan is to mostly make them think I have a strategy here and just spend a bunch of time rambling uh, so that they maybe build up a little nervousness, a little sweat.